I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Well, the race for KD is apparently down to three teams. Four, if you include the team he's currently playing for, Broussard. Bill Belichick deciding not to make a decision, the old non-decision decision for the GOAT head coach. And Kyler Murray with a new mega deal, which we learned yesterday, (laughs) includes a whole bunch of study hall. Good Tuesday morning, everyone. Welcome to First Things First. Jenna Wolf, Chris Broussard. Kevin Wilds, Nick, you love this deal. Of all of us, you love a contract that mandates homework. Your whole life is based on homework. You love studying. Oh, listen. Nothing screams confidence in a $230 million guy like having to put in writing. You you can't play video games while studying. Oh, man. I had the same rule with my kid when he was sophomore in high school trying to pass chemistry. This is going to go great. Just going to go great. Same exact thing, <laughs> minus $230.5 million. Uh, we get to all that. We've got to start with all this. We're in Boston this morning with a little fallout from a trade that hasn't even happened yet. Yesterday, there was a Shams report that the Boston Celtics offered Jalen Brown as part of a package to land KD. Well, Jalen Brown, none too thrilled about being part of a potential trade yet again, responded by tweeting a little SMH, shake him ahead. Chris Broussard, are the Boston Celtics playing a dangerous game here with Jalen Brown if they do not land KD? Well, they are playing a dangerous game. It doesn't mean that the game will backfire on them, but they are playing with fire. And the fact that Jalen Brown tweeted that out, we all assume it was referring to the trade rumors. It just shows that it's on his mind. And I think what that tweet was saying is, really? I mean, I just helped us get to the Eastern Conference Finals for the fourth time in my six years in the league. I was our best player in the finals. And for those don't know that don't know, he averaged more points, more rebounds on a better shooting percentage than Jason Tatum. And I still have to hear my name mentioned in trade rumors again. Because in 2018, it was me for Kawhi Leonard. In 2019, I was bait to go get Anthony Davis. And now I am being mentioned as a possible trade in a possible trade for Kevin Durant. So I do think he's frustrated. But ultimately, Nick, I think this is the deal. Jalen Brown is a straight-up dog. And I mean that in the most positive sense. He's hard-nosed, he's tough, he's business first, and I think he's mentally strong. And I think he'll be able to brush off these rumors 
and go back to Boston if, mm-hmm. if that ends up being what happens and play well for them. But he's only got two years left on his deal. He's still young. And if this stuff keeps happening, you wonder, will he start thinking, eh, maybe I'm not as appreciated as I should be. I understand right now, and by all accounts, he likes playing for the Celtics. He wants to be a big part of their future. But if you keep doing things like this, yeah, he could sour on you. So it is a dangerous game. And at this point, though, I don't think it backfires yet. Well, I don't think it's going to backfire because I think it's going to end with them having Kevin Durant. And so I think they'll be fine. But wow. And I know Wilds and others have made the case with that this is a compliment. But it's, you know, that hey, you're being for Kawhi Leonard, for Anthony Davis, now for Kevin Durant. Yeah, sounds but it's, good. It's a, but it, so then why, isn't, why aren't they complimenting Jason Tatum like that? Why, like, why is Jason Tatum, should Jason Tatum be disrespected? Let's follow the logical tree. Should Jason, if it's a compliment to be in trade rumors, it is disrespectful to not be in trade rumors. So why isn't Tatum in trade rumors? Oh, that's right, because he's untouchable. So it's a kind of compliment. It's you're good enough to be the centerpiece of a trade, not good enough for us to not want to trade you. So that's why players don't like it. That's why it bothers guys. And this, I, I believe... Wilds is one of the first smart things the Brooklyn Nets have done in years, certainly in months, which is put this out there because it has it has made it to where the Celtics now feel an urgency to up their offer to give them potentially Jalen plus Marcus plus maybe a guy like Peyton Pritchard, some draft picks, whatever they need, because I think Boston which had really good vibes and really good energy right after Jalen Brown declared the energy was about to shift. When You had the whole graphic about them after January 1. They make the finals. They're up to one in the finals. They're up in the fourth quarter of game four with a chance to take a stranglehold on the finals. And then it all fell apart over the next you know two games and a quarter. And now it's like, oh, we might be remaking our team. And now I think Wilds, they are almost, it is almost incumbent upon them to find a way to make this trade happen because I don't think you are going to get the best version of Jalen Brown. I don't, and not because he'll dog it, but because the people, we talk all the time, Wilds, about mental health. I'm not saying there's a mental health issue, but the, your mentality impacts your play. Don't you think DeAndre Ayton was impacted? By the fact that the Phoenix Suns made it clear, yeah, we like you, but we don't love you. I think he was. Totally it's a great and year. so he could that impact year. another player? I well, I I do not think DeAndre Ayton had the year this year that people thought he was going to have coming off the finals trip, and he certainly didn't have the end of the year that people thought he would have coming off the finals trip. So I think it impacts guys, and I think now Wilds, the Celtics have to find a way to make this trade. All right, so I think that's a fair point. Brandon Ingram is on the record talking about when the Lakers were trying to ship everybody to New Orleans, how that affected the locker room and everyone's play kind of depressed. But here's the thing, and let's just be honest. Jalen Brown didn't go scorched to earth on the Celtics. He just did the gentle shake in my head. I would have personally gone with the uh, Alonzo Mourning gift, Broussard. Shaking my head to like, well, okay, I, I get it. And here's the three reasons why I would be, "Ah, I get it. 
Number one, huh, I could go to Brooklyn, and am I all of a sudden the centerpiece of the team? Are you building the team around me? You got Ben Simmons playing a lot of defense. I can maybe take my foot off the gas on defense a little bit and get my offense moving up. That would be interesting. All of a sudden, am I the best player in all of New York if Donovan doesn't show up? Hmm, that sounds good. Reason number two, there's a long list of guys who have been traded. Just from Nick's top 25 list, I've got Akeem, Shaq, uh, Julius Irving, Moses, Barkley, D. Wade, KG, and Harden. In fact, the reason that Jalen Brown is there is because the Celtics got a bunch <laughs> of great players from the trade and then traded those same great players to restock and have Tatum and Brown. And finally, and this is the honesty part, look, I get that it feels it's got a little bit of a flavor of a betrayal, but everybody knows Jalen Brown knows it, that KD is an amazing all-time great player. And if my wife, I hope this oh, doesn't happen. Wow. But if it did. Wow. Don't, don't, wilds, think about it. All of a sudden, just <laughs> pull it back. Uh, uh, no, unless we were being, being honest. Don't put it it's, out there. Why not be honest? <laughs> if my wife okay. was exchanging text messages with Brad Pitt, I would be, you know, I'd sh- I, 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 you know what I would tell you? I would you're oddly obsessed SMH. Everybody is because he's so handsome. I go like this, shaking my head. But you know what? It'd be a quiet W for me. It'd be it's a win for me. Wow, and that's the upgrade that you have to take for me. Okay, quiet win for me. And I think Jalen Brown knows that. It's Kevin Durant. He's one of the top fifteen players of all time. Up, oh, trade me for Kevin Durant. Ah, shaking my head. Well, kind of I, a win yeah, for me. I, I, it oh, is the, you did the Barkley thing. If you guys traded me for Barkley, buddy. Uh, as, uh, aside <laughs> from the dark place that you took this regarding your marriage, I hope everything is well at home. Uh, I, I got, look, I'm with you on Jalen Brown. See, Nick, I think even if Brown is bothered by this, he's strong enough to, he'll, he would take the mentality of, okay, I'm going to show you. And I'm also going to show the rest of the league that I should have never been in trade talks. Don't ever think about trade me because this is how good I am. And I got there's a little revisionist history that you guys kicked. First of all, Nick, don't forget, DeAndre Ayton was within a whisker, a whisker of making my third team All-NBA ballot. so, Which was so, your no, fourth so team don't for disregard no. what DeAndre Ayton did. A whisker. That's how okay. good he was. I get a the whisker. playoffs. Whisker. He was. He was the man. DeAndre. A, a whisker. That's it. Yeah. Go and Wilds. Just a whisker. Nick caught what? this too. I'm sure. The names you mentioned, Elijah Wan. Uh, you can't know. Know. Summer All these Summer guys were traded <laughs> way after their prime. I mean, Shaq was about to decline after the three. Not Garnett. So you, you kind stop. of messed and around Dr. with this. You mix some things up like that shouldn't have been more of an ABA thing. Right, guys. Look, you got to stop that. I got to say something real quick. Real quick. It was a bunch of missteps. Start with the marriage analogy, but you know. 
Be, being within a whisker of being Broussard's third team All NBA center sounds great, but what it means is you were almost one of the four best centers in basketball. So Brew had DeAndre Ayton firmly as the fifth best center in the league at a time when there's only seven that's centers in the good. league. So that's not actually as good as it sounds. There's only seven dudes, Brew. And second of all, I'm letting you know right now, Wilds, you evidently have a very let's call it open-minded view of marriage. But if your lovely wife, who I know a tiny bit, not that well, found out you were texting with Rihanna, the the reaction isn't, well, I get it. It's not going to be that, buddy. So pull back the idea that it's like, oh, well, it's such an upgrade. It's fine. I'm just telling you right now, not a good one. Not a good one. See, now this is a fun conversation to have. This is the rabbit hole I could go down. Uh, But I won't. Kyler Murray might have a new mega contract, but is he heading back to school in the process? Answers after the break. First things first. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Coming up on Saturday, Carlos Correa leading the Twins against Manny Machado and the Padres. Or you may see the Phillies taking on the Pirates. Or Cardinals Nationals. So it all begins 7 Eastern, only on Fox. Talk some football now. Head out west to Arizona where Kyler Murray just signed his mega deal with the Cardinals. Get this though, guys. There's a clause in the contract mandating four hours of independent study per week for Kyler. Hit the books, buddy. Test every Sunday. Nick, is this something or nothing? Oh, it's something. And it's not just four hours of film study, Jenna. It also lays out that that film study must be uninterrupted. No second screening. You can't be scrolling Twitter or watching television or playing Call of Duty when you need to be preparing for Aaron Donald. And if you do that and we find out, We'll void your contract guarantees. Oh, my. Nothing likes telling a guy, hey, here's $200 million, but it comes with a nanny cam. We're going to need to install it in your house when you're not there and be able to check in on you. Come on, man. This is the reason they did that. This is such the Cardinals are. How do I say this kindly? I don't know if I can say it kindly. I don't know that the Cardinals are a serious organization. They make a lot of decisions that make me think, okay. Like, there's, there's the Ravens and right. the Patriots for a long time and the Steelers as, you know, teams that have been dominant and, and done things the right way for, like, 20-plus years. And then in the next tier, there's the Chiefs who have done it for, you know, a decade now or so. Teams, the Rams who are, you know, half-decade so of doing it, things a certain way. 
And then there's another group and another group. And then in that fifth group's the Cardinals. Because Wilds, first of all, this is one of those things you don't want to have to enforce. This is, you don't have older kids, but like this is like if your kid is struggling in, with this homework in high school and you're like, okay, every day, every day when you get home, we're going to go through the your, all your work. I'm going to check it. We're going to sit together. And then the moment you say that, he's angry. And you're like, why did I just sign up for that? That's miserable. And it's going to ruin our relationship. And I don't want to do it. How are they going to, what are they going to do? Because honestly, what are they going to give him what they say is four hours of film? But at the three hour, 35 minute mark, they start playing Looney Tunes. And it's like, hey, at the end of the week, what'd you think (laughs) of that fourth hour? And he's like, I thought it was great. Uh, And it was like, well, actually, there were cartoons on there. We know you didn't watch it. Contract void. That's first of all. Second of all, it's telling the entire world you don't trust your quarterback. Like, you can't do this. And and lastly, Wilds, it is a sign that the moment they they offered Kyler this contract, they were already looking for ways out of it. They were all they were as squeamish about this contract as I was. And but they're the ones that offered it. No. Okay, then explain to me. You think they're going to tell me? You think they why not just be like, to, but Kyler? Oh, yeah, go ahead. So hold on. Do you think that they would activate this clause? Because if I was Kyler Murray at this point, because it's become a thing, I I would push the envelope. I would start my first week three hours and fifty nine minutes. And then I would start taking it down from there. I mean, I I would log off. I would have a separate iPad. I would still do all my study. But I would keep on pushing it. Just because now it's a thing, Broussard. Like, the idea that this is, that it was a little addendum to the contract that nobody was going to see. But now it's become, like, this thing and this, like, mark on Kyler's resume. It's a bad look. So I would would purposely flout it. Hold on. Can I just say something real quick? That's just, that was thrown in there. Go. Just real quick, everyone was going to see it. All of these contracts get filed to the league office, and they all get reported immediately. I didn't think it was going to blow up and like so, this. But did you think it was going to blow up and become like a story? Yes. Okay, I didn't think it was going to y- You up. put in the contract, we don't trust you to study, and when you do study, we think you're actually playing video games? You, you put that in a contract for a $230 million quarterback brew, that's going to be a story. They, they, uh, uh, unless again, maybe they're a totally unserious organization and they don't know how the media works. But I'll at least give them credit; they knew this would be a story, bro. Yeah, I, look, we all agree it ain't nothing. All right, this is huge. This, this makes both parties look bad. All right, it's shocking. It's unprecedented. It's telling, and it is insulting. All right, and it makes the Cardinals look just as bad as Kyler. Why in the world would you give a quarterback who you do have under contract for a few more years, not to mention you could franchise him, why would you give him all of this money and you are saying his study habits are horrible? Okay, that's what you're doing. All right, this is bad all the way around, but... I I believe there could be a silver lining. I'm going to throw it out there, too. And I think this can be the only thing that the Cardinals are hoping for. If Kyler Murray has been as good as he has, two-time pro bowler, led a team that before he got there won three games to 11 wins last season, 
I said it yesterday has improved his passer rating, completion percentage, yards per game every year. And last year did it without his best receiver for half the year. Also did it without running the football like he did the year before when he was lightning with his legs. So if he can do all of this, Nick, and he doesn't study, his study habits are horrible, then what can he do if he studies? How good could he be? And so, Wiles, I don't think he should take your advice. I think he should really dive in. Look, people are going to insult him, criticize him no matter what. The best way to shut up the haters is to dive in, get in the, st- in the film, and be let it take you to another level. Sure. Because I'm sure that's what the Cardinals think it would do. So I do think there's that silver lining. Nick. Here's the last thing I'll say before I throw it to you. The Cardinals is another thing that makes them look bad. You said it. It's basically unenforceable. Or how are you going to know? I mean, is there a little camera right. on the iPad that's that's taping Kyler or it's, what? No, I don't no, even no. think you can do that. That's All right, So what they should have done, it's only four hours. Four hours isn't even an hour a day. They should have said four hours a week, you stay after practice, after film study with your position coaches, and you watch four hours of film at least with your position coach or with the offensive coordinator, whoever, and we study the film together. That's what they should have done. You don't send him, go home and do this. That's ridiculous. So it makes the Cardinals and Kyler look bad. But, Nick, that silver lining, I'm going to say that happens. Yeah. I'm going to give Kyler some okay. credit, well, the then, benefit of the well, doubt, then, then, and then say he goes They should have done it on a, shake hand, on a handshake agreement. They, they, and it should have been, hey, listen, Kyler, we're giving you this. Kyler has been honest. Kyler told the New York Times he doesn't, he's not a big film study guy. He likes to read and react. And he also did an interview, maybe it was the same interview or a similar time frame where he said, yeah, during the pandemic, I think we all got a little too into video games and all this stuff. So there's a reason for this. But, and Wilds, as far as it being unenforceable, guys, I, I have very different feelings on contract negotiations than my colleagues. Bruce's feeling on contract negotiations is essentially like, you know, it's a feudal system and the lords of the manor will tell you what you will and will not get and you will hold the line. That's Bruce's old school contract negotiation. And Wilds, evidently, you think that organizations put things in contracts just for the hell of it. I, there's a reason it's there. There is a right. Like, do, do you think they are putting it in there oh, yeah. just for the, because they want this content or because they think they need to have potentially an out? I would be shocked if the Cardinals activated this clause. And I do think it's enforceable. You have all sorts of programs that are, track remote work. And if I was Kyler Murray at this point, because I'm now being publicly embarrassed saying that I I can't study for four hours without playing video games, I would push the envelope. That's me just to be difficult. I would get onto it for three hours and 59 minutes and stop. How is that going to work for your football team? How's that gonna work for your football team? I'm just I would just do it to be be annoying. I don't want to be basing that. 
I don't know. That that's me. That's me. Well, if you I shouldn't have signed the contract. Clause, I'd be at three fifty nine and be out. But he's already proven that he doesn't like to be publicly embarrassed. Remember, he like wiped his Instagram clean when he thought a contract negotiating wasn't going to come out. I don't think he takes too well to this. Anyway, we got to move on. Talk some KD. The race for Kevin Durant down to three teams. We'll see who's still alive after the break. First things first. First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. Another day, another Shams report this time about the potential landing spot for Kevin Durant. Should he get traded? You know, the thing he apparently still wants. Well, the Suns reportedly all but eliminated, and so now only three teams with a real chance. Boston, Toronto, and Miami. Broussard, I ask you, which is the best landing spot for Kevin Durant? Well, from a basketball standpoint, purely, yeah, it'd be great for Kevin Durant if he ended up in Boston. Let's say that the deal could be Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, like Nick said, Sam Hauser, or somebody at the end of the bench, and three first-round picks. And, and Durant goes to Boston with Robert Williams and Jason Tatum and Grant Williams. That great system and culture that they have there, Ime Udoka, obviously a very good coach. That would be a great basketball situation for Kevin Durant, and I think it'd give him a great chance to win the championship. But here's the problem. It's the same thing he did with Golden State. You would be going to the team that first beat you in the playoffs and then got to the finals and lost. All right? And so, overall, it wouldn't be a great look. So the best look for Kevin Durant, can we throw out Toronto? They're not giving up Scotty Barnes. Nets aren't interested. Throw out Miami. I don't see how in the world they get this deal done, especially since Bam can't be traded to the Nets as long as Ben Simmons is on the roster. So now we're looking, Nick, at the team I've been telling you Kevin Durant's going to start the season with. Oh, God. Brooklyn. All right? Brooklyn. Brooklyn on paper, and I get it. They're they're wacky up there. But – Kyrie's going to oh, be on his best it. behavior. Believe you me. Ben Simmons. Why? If Ben Simmons has any competitive fire whatsoever, if he has any pride at all in his basketball game, he will come out and play well. And then you got Kevin Durant. So all right. So his best scenario, Nick, is to stay put and see how it plays out in Brooklyn just for oh, one year. Because if you, Brooklyn's the only place he can lead a team to a championship, or even if he just leads them to the finals, people will start to say, you know what, KD showed us something. KD did go ahead and lead his own team deep. That's the only, because if he goes to Boston and wins, sure, it's another title, but people will say, God, the same thing he did with Golden State. So I think the best place, Nick Warren, and I think where it's, Really? They got to the finals. They beat you in the playoffs. Okay, not as good as Golden State was, but still a yeah, very hadn't good team. Just won a title. Didn't have a two-time league MVP. Like, what are you talking? This is not the exact same thing. 
The Warriors just because you want him out of Brooklyn. No. Don't poo-poo my take just because you want him out of Brooklyn. ticket holder of the Nets. I'm not the one that wants him out of Brooklyn. You know who wants him out of Brooklyn? Him. Him wants him out of Brooklyn. Kevin Durant. And you've got to get over it, man. This is this is sad. What? Bro, it's it's one thing. It's one thing for you to hold on hope, which is, I will admit, it looks like it's possible. I, I don't think it's probable, but it's possible that he stays. It is another thing entirely for you to step on the Brooklyn Nets rake for the third consecutive year that <laughs> could be a contender. Bro, bro, I, let me ask they you this. Won't be, okay? hold on. They, they lost- won't be a contender. Okay, go ahead and ask me. Go ahead and ask me. They, no, they won't be a contender. They were the seven seed and won zero playoff games. Here is the offseason additions. They are adding Ben Simmons. They are adding Royce O'Neal. They are losing Bruce Brown. So I would ask you, let's call Royce O'Neal and Bruce Brown, TJ Warren, and they lose Andre Drummond. Okay, so let's say those the, the, the role players that they lost and that they added are about a wash. And then, and then now let's ask this question. Lose Dragic. Let, let's ask this question. Is Ben Simmons, how many playoff wins is Ben Simmons worth? He's the only real addition that's being added to the team. Is no, he worth three not. playoff wins? That, what do you mean? No, he's not. Kyrie's an addition. You, you, Kyrie bro, is an Kyrie addition. Was, if there's not another vaccination mandate, Kyrie Irving bro. playing every game virtual, essentially, Hold on. is an upgrade, Hold on. is it not? Hold on. He bro. was not available bro, last isn't. year. Wait. Wait a moment. Hold on. First of all, Kyrie Irving was available for the playoffs, and they won zero games. Second of all, the idea that because there's no vaccination mandate, what Kyrie doesn't, it's not just a vaccination mandate that is preventing Kyrie from being available. Kyrie needs a different type of vaccination that will allow him to play more than 60 games. Unfortunately, uh, that one is yet to exist. If it did exist, I'm not sure if Kyrie would take it anyway, but it doesn't exist. You are, again, wilds. I can't believe that we are once again going to talk about, oh, you know who's going to be great next year? The Brooklyn Nets. So, it's the same team, plus Ben Simmons. Wild. They won the same amount of playoff games as the Cleveland Cavaliers. I, let me ask you a question, bro. <laughs> let me say one thing. thing. Can I say one thing? Okay. Can I say one thing before you go wild? Go for it. They go. haven't given it a chance. Kevin, they played 44 games together, Nick, Kyrie, and Durant. He 44. Yeah. I'm just I'm not picking them to win the East. Them. I'm just saying, you're saying they won't even be a contender? That's madness. Yeah, That's right. lunacy. They been ever. Bro. They, Warriors okay, ahead, win the championship. Obviously, great culture. All of those guys ride for each other. Andrew Wiggins comes in, takes his game to a new level because of the team chemistry and camaraderie. The last block, you talked about KD going to Boston, that team culture that Ime has built and Tatum, and it kind of works. Now you've got the Nets, where the most recent report outside of this, all the trade talk, KD wants out, Kyrie maybe wants back in now. Goran Dragic said something that was a low-key indictment. Where he's like, ah, everybody yeah. was about themselves. And you got Ben Simmons. But it'll change. So how do you wild. square the it'll circle? It'll be new now. Of, oh, it'll change. Of 
the chemistry that you like to applaud for the heat for the heat in the Celtics and the Warriors and the chemistry dysfunction in Brooklyn. I'll square it. I'll square it and then Brew you answer it cuz I think I can help you. Here's how here's how Brew squares the circle. It is always different next year for the Nets. They're the next year Nets, and we are now in next year. That was I last year. I thought you might get the answer next right. Next year, Nick. it'll be different, bro. No. Tell me, okay? You tell me. I thought tell you me. might. Steve I Nash thought you might play. get the answer. The difference is they have far more talent than Miami and Boston. Now that alone won't do it, but Miami and Boston have to do this, and they should because they have talent. But right now, Sean Marks is in the process of changing the culture in Brooklyn. All right, a lot of the coaches from Steve Nash's, you know, uh, regime are kind of getting out of there. They're they're trying to get the coaching staff together. They obviously are, you know, letting the players know what time it is. We're going to do things differently. We're going back to the way it was. And if again, Kyrie, you can say what you want about Kyrie, Nick. He is not stupid. He realizes that if he wants the bag, and I think he was shocked with all the shenanigans he pulled. I still think he was shocked that when he sat down with the Nets, he couldn't get the long-term extension. So he he, has, he understands now, and that only one team, a desperate Lakers squad, wanted him. So he understands he needs to rebuild his reputation, not only by playing well, but by being a good soldier. Kevin Durant will understand. Up. First of all, he loves basketball, so he's going to play. And he understands this is the only way for me to I, – I took an L. Whether he admits it or not, he took a big L with Golden State winning the championship this year. So he's got something to prove. And Ben Simmons, again, if he, if he has any pride in being a basketball player, he'll come out and play and play well. So yeah. it's a lot of it's on the coaching staff, Nick. But And I'm not picking him to win and- it. I'm just saying I'm astounded. No. I'm flummoxed that you think they won't even be a contender if I'm they come back as they are. That you have watched them not be a contender three years they ago, haven't not be a contender together. two will years ago, ad- not be a contender will you last at least year. Admit, but, and you're like, yeah. Will, will I admit you at what? least admit Next, that what? they Next. haven't really given it a chance? They haven't played together. What I will, will you give admit me that? is this. No, I won't give you that at all. Because they played together in the playoffs and they won zero games. And you keep calling it the closest close, sweep though. ever and all this other gobbledygook. Well, 18 when, points at, off at the four end, games. I'm just saying. At the end <laughs> of the day, they were 16 <laughs> wins away from winning a championship. And their major addition is bringing back Ben Simmons, who is not exactly a known playoff commodity, T.J. Warren and Royce O'Neal. That, and th- those three and guys Kyrie would not time. win the 16. He was full-time right, in the well, playoffs. You What are you talking about? They didn't have chemistry. Next year. Next year. That's what he's next year, the Nets. Not this year. So we're, you're right, Nick. It's next year. Uh, Jalen Brown's in the pool. Doing these amazing underwater workouts this offseason. That he loves. You know what he doesn't love? Sham's latest report. Details next. First things first. 
First things first, back here with former head coach Eric Mangini. Coach, story out of San Francisco. Jimmy G's days practicing with the Niners apparently over. Kyle Shanahan, when asked about the practice situation on the TK show, had this to say, quote, I think anything's possible, but that would surprise me right now. Well, this got our attention this morning. Nick, I'm going to start with you. Yeah. What was your take on this development? Oh, Jenna, I have a lot of takes, but my first one is, when I'm right, I'm right. Oh, Wilds and Brew, tough morning for you guys that I was scouring the interwebs and saw the old Tim Kawakami podcast. Who, oh, you guys, oh, I see you. Oh, I see you, I see you guys grimacing and saying, oh, how is this your take? Hey, just a couple weeks ago, coach, I was told, eh, it's Jimmy G. If Trey Lance struggles, if that old arm fatigue that our Mike Silver and Colin Cowherd talked about rears its head, Jimmy G waiting in the wings. Because the Niners can compete right now. And I said, yeah, you know, I I think and I think coach thinks that when you trade three first round picks for a guy and then after the season, you uh, tell the other guy he can look for a trade. And the other thing Kyle Shannon said is he has not seen Jimmy Garoppolo since the season ended that maybe as an organization you're done with the guy. And I think this confirms this. Jimmy Garoppolo has played his last snap ever with the San Francisco 49ers and nothing is going to change that. The question is, are the Niners going to be able to get any team to give them anything of value for Jimmy G? And as of now, it looks like the answer to that is a strong no, and they're just holding out hope, and it's a bad thing to hope, that someone else's quarterback gets hurt and that there's a desperate team and they can flip him there. But, yeah, I mean, it just confirms, you know, your guy Nick Wright, right again, all along, had this nailed. It is. Uh, it's hard to believe that, that this take has so much validity, Nick. And 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 you are on the right track, and so on so many points concerning this. I think what San Francisco's doing is is they want to bring him back. They want him to, to pass the physical. Once he passes the physical, they're off the hook for the for the injury guarantee that he had based off of last year's injury. They bring him in. They're not going to practice him. You don't even really want a veteran in the building if you're going to move on from him. Because if he's lifting weights and he drops a, a 45-pound dumbbell on his on his foot and breaks his toe, you're on the hook for, for his contract. Yeah, so so they're, they want him to pass the physical. They want to show everybody that he's cleared and ready to go in case there is a, a trade opportunity. And they're going to hold him as long as they possibly can to see if there, there's some value. And that, that makes sense at this point. I'd say the only chance he has of being back there is if Trey Lance gets hurt. And... and that's that's the only shot. But other than that, they, they've got to see what the young guy can do. They have to. All right, Coach. Uh, let me set the context for my comment. I don't know if you've seen oh. this graphic. You've been on vacation. Oh, but this is go. a graphic. <laughs> no. Put your feelings aside. It's facts. It's straight up facts. Jimmy G, I didn't make the graphic. All right? I didn't make the statistics. But he's one of seven quarterbacks to win 70% of his career starts. So here's what I'm wondering, coach. I'm fine with Thank giving you. Trey Lance the reins, but what if he struggles? Or to your point, what if he gets hurt? And I'm sitting there in San Francisco with the roster that is built to win now, that I know Jimmy G can lead us deep into the playoffs. Why not keep him as a second stringer 
And if Trey Lance struggles or gets hurt, you go to Jimmy G. You might have to pay him anyway. So why not just keep him on the roster as insurance? Well, well, you you don't have to pay him. His money's not guaranteed this year. So to carry a backup at $25 million, it's not like San Francisco hasn't carried high-paid backups in the past, but that would be a that would be an astronomical number to, to carry a guy with. Yeah. And then you're not really turning the team over to Trey Lance. At this point, you, you, you want to give him the best opportunity to be successful, and I don't think having a guy like Jimmy G, who's popular in the locker room, who's had a lot of success, sitting there waiting for, for Trey Lance to fail is, is going to help the situation. Yeah, and, and here's the thing, Brew. At some point, the Jimmy G fans out there, of which you can claim you're not the head of that fan club, but you are. You created that <laughs> nonsense graphic. Facts. You put it on television every chance you get. That are going to have to reconcile. Aren't you facts over feelings, guy? You need to set yes. your yes. precious Jimmy G feelings aside and accept the following facts. After the Niners went to a Super Bowl, the following things happened. They traded three first-round picks for a quarterback. After this past year, when they went to the conference championship game, they in the end-of-season press conferences, Jimmy G and the coach, talking about Jimmy G wishing his best luck at his next stop. Jimmy G then had surgery without telling the team to throw a wrench in the whole thing. And Shanahan just said yesterday, I have not seen him since the end of the season. And I do not think he will ever practice for us again. Meanwhile, those are the facts. Meanwhile, Brew, your feelings are saying, but I think he should play for them still. I think they no. should hold on to him. You must do your own, your own, brew. Set your feelings aside like you so often give the advice and understand the facts are Jimmy G is done with the Niners. It's done. It's over. The question is, is any team going to let him be a starter? And it looks like no. Look, I, I get them giving up all the picks to get Trey Lance because the biggest problem with Jimmy G, and he's not a great Aaron Rodgers-type quarterback. I get that. But his oh, biggest problem is his injuries. His <laughs> injuries. He's only been healthy two seasons in San Francisco. Okay? that That is why I believe, or at least a big part, of why they went after Trey Lance. But the NFL is full of high first-round draft picks who were quarterbacks, who failed, who were busts. All right, we got two of them in Carolina right now, right? Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold. So what if Trey Lance is that guy? Josh Rose, I could go on and on. What if Trey Lance is that guy, Wiles? Why not keep Jimmy G around? I get, Coach, what you're saying. He is popular. Players know he can win. It is tough to have him kind of sitting, looking over your shoulder. But they're giving the team the trade. Trey's going to start. Trey's going to get every opportunity. He should have a long leash. But what if he struggles and they're two and four or two and five? I mean, at that point, do you say, well, look, we, we gotta, we're trying to win football leash. games. That's he might not be leash. ready. It could be, too, well, maybe a little longer. A little longer. I'm fine <laughs> with that. But wow, that's all I'm saying. I, I just I just don't see the why not keep Jimmy G around as insurance.
All right, let that sit. Marinate for a second. Because, Coach, we want to get your take on something that we talked about yesterday. Bill Belichick deciding not to name offensive and defensive coordinators this season. You've been both a head coach and a coordinator. Is this a big deal or no big deal? Well, I think it's a big deal offensively more than it is defensively. When you've got we've got two guys there that are, are former head coaches that have right. limited offensive experience, and and there's got to be some clarity in the room. There's got to be some clarity when when you meet with the offensive players in terms of of who has final say on 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 play calling. There's got to be some clarity when you meet as an offensive staff in terms of what's going to go in and 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 what's going to be used. And, and on game day, it's the same thing. Who, who's going to make the calls and then who's going to make those critical calls. Now, there is a place for them to share one calls passes, one calls runs. We did something like that in, in San Francisco, but but it's just it's it's hard to imagine this working without very, very defined roles, especially with a young quarterback coming off of a season with Josh McDaniels and, and the offensive staff that they had had last year. Sorry, Wilds. Coach, I want to ask you this, Coach, because I think the the relationship between the offensive coordinator and the quarter, quarterback is paramount. So in this situation where you got a young quarterback like Mac Jones in his second year and then no OC, how big of a factor is that just in Mac Jones's development? Well, it, it's it's a big factor. Again, you've got two good coaches, really good coaches that that have been head coaches that have a lot of experience in their area now moving over to the offensive side and and I did that I went from defense to offense in San Francisco and spent a couple years there it's it's a totally different world it's a different way of, of presenting information and you have value from from a defensive perspective and sharing that with a young quarterback but you don't have the the insight that he's been given from working on offense for for 20 years and I'm sure that's going to come into play where, where Joe Judge is going to make some coaching points and, and the quarterback's going to take a step back and say, really? Really? Is that, is that really what, yeah. what you think we should do? And, and that, that can be problematic, especially under stressful situations or if they're not doing well. Yeah. Are you sure about this, Joe? I'm sure. Right. Worked great. Coach for me. says, Sorry, "Trust me, it's a big deal." The Patriots not naming coordinators. Uh, lap it up. Gut reaction. Back to hoops now. The question: Best landing spot for KD? Think about it. Your answers when first things first. That rolls on. Time for stories to start your morning, sponsored by Subway. Try the all-new Subway series menu, your pick of 12 irresistible new subs. Little fallout from a trade hasn't even happened yet. So yesterday there was this Shams report that the Boston Celtics had offered up Jalen Brown as part of a package to land Kevin Durant. Well, Jalen Brown wasn't thrilled about being part of a potential trade yet again. Tweeted this, SMH, shaking my head. Chris Broussard, are the Boston Celtics playing a dangerous game with Jalen Brown if they end up not landing Kevin Durant? Yeah, they are. Um, And with a lesser player or a guy who was uh, less tough, then I think it would really be a problem, a guy who was more sensitive. Because I think Jalen Brown's uh, SMH tweet was saying, really? Like, this is the thanks I get. I helped us get to the Eastern Conference Finals 
for the fourth time in my six years here, all right, I helped us get to the finals, and I was the best player, all right? I averaged more points and more rebounds and shot a better field goal percentage than Jason Tatum. And I'm in trade talks again because I remember in 2018 when it was me for Kawhi Leonard and 2019 when it was me for Anthony Davis, and now here I am for Kevin Durant. But I say that, Nick, the Celtics will avoid a problem because of Jalen Brown and his character. I think Jalen Brown is hard-nosed, tough, and mentally strong as they come. And every year, as I said, these rumors have been out there almost every year of his career. And he comes back every season a better player, a stronger player, a tougher player. So I don't think he'll like let it ruin the season or ruin his ability to play well if indeed this trade doesn't go down. But it is something, you know, with other players, Nick, it will really be a problem. So you are playing with fire, and they're fortunate that Jalen Brown is such a a high-character guy and competitor. Yeah, but uh, – but yeah, I, I and listen. I don't doubt Jalen Brown's character at all. I think he's one of off the court, one of the smartest players in the entire NBA, one of the most interesting. And he has done nothing but handle himself like a professional, like the exact type. He has been the person and the player better on both sides than the Celtics could have even ever hoped for when they drafted him in the top five. Which is why Wilds at some point every man you know meets his limit. It's like okay, still. We're still doing this. It's made the finals. Up to one in the finals. And you know what? Maybe, and again, Jalen's not saying this. I, this is me projecting how I would feel. Let me be very honest about that. But if I'm Jalen, you know what I'm thinking? Maybe if old golden boy, untouchable in the trades, had played a little better in the finals, we'd be champions right now. But he didn't. And now you're going to trade me for the guy I helped lock up in round one? That's what's happening? If Kevin Durant's so great, why is Jason Tatum untouchable? Anthony Davis was so great. Why was Tatum untouchable? Kawhi Leonard, so great. Why was Tatum untouchable? So don't tell me it's because Kevin Durant's one of the 15 greatest players ever. We, we think Kevin Durant is the single best player in basketball. That's why we're doing this, Jalen. Then why is, Tate, why is Tatum never talked about here? Tatum was drafted a year after me. That's fair. I, he is. He also has conducted himself really well. There's no argument there. And Tatum's a better player than Jalen. I understand that. But so I understand. This is one of those things where I understand everyone's side. I understand the Celtics saying, "Uh, we can get Kevin Durant." I understand the Nets saying, "All right, we want a young All Star." Seems like Jalen Brown might be the best one we can get. And I understand Jalen Brown saying, "I'm sick of this. It's enough. Hey, hey, well, we went to the finals." And you're still Holy doing Christ. this with me, and yeah. and you won't do it with Tatum, and and there's a little Can bit of that with the, like, brotherly love, but but also what? Stop with what? <laughs> that you went to the finals? You don't care? about like the, 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 the discord the, you're sowing, the discord you're sowing with like his the, team. No, I'm fine you're with that. You're starting stuff. I, I think it's the very valid. I I care less about going to the finals than anybody else in the world. Oh, we got to the finals. I got to the finals, and we lost. We lost in the finals, so something needs to be done. And I know you like to roll out the LeBron silver medal, like, okay, you're either the (laughs) second best in the world or not the first best, which is the goal, so it failed. So I'm just not buying 
The like, hey, everyone okay. should be happy. Right, we got to the aside. Eastern Conference Finals. Everybody should be happy. We got to the finals. I do understand your overall point, but I reject the uh, like, well, no, so everyone the, should sit on the uh, No, I understand. Wilds believes that there the are 29 failures in the league every year, and they are all the same, and that his frisky magic had the same season as the Celtics because they're not hanging any banners. I don't look at sports in that exact same prism, but I understand it. So, Wilds, though. But what about how this lands with you? Have I convinced you at all that it's not that yes. much of a compliment you, for Jalen Brown? A hundred percent. Because I do buy into the theory that, you know, <laughs> that you should not be mad if we find out that Bark that they're working on a Barkley for Nick Wright trade, which we discussed yesterday. I'm like, buddy, that's like a huge yeah. compliment to you. And you're like, no, my feelings would still be. You have convinced me 100% of that, which is why, Broussard, I would do the Tatum trade. I would do Tatum for KD because any argument that you're making that it's that, oh, it's KD, he's one of the 15 best players of all time. When you look back back in the last 40 years of NBA champions, you need basically a top 15 guy or you need to be Dirk or you need to be the Pistons. Other than that, you need a superstar, which the Celtics don't have, which we saw in the finals, where they're like, hey, anybody going to sort of keep the tent up? And the answer was like, nah, not really. Steph is going to take over the game because he's one of the best players of all time. So, yeah, I think the Celtics should make a move. Does this mean that they are going to? Not sure. Like, I don't think it's a do-or-die moment for the Celtics because Jalen is so upset that they have to make a move. Yeah, look, I, I don't think ultimately this deal gets done. Uh, and you bring up Jason Tatum. Okay. Obviously, the Nets can't trade for Jason Tatum un, unless, as long as Ben Simmons is on the roster. And I don't think Boston would do any type of deal for Simmons at this point, like him being included in the deal and more players being involved. But uh, I would not do the J. If I'm the Nets, I am saying you better start talking about Jason Tatum if you want us to take this seriously. Because, Nick, they are trading Kevin Durant. If they were to do this, you're trading him within your division, obviously within your conference, with the team that embarrassed you royally. What, almost a decade ago with that big trade that ended Billy King's executive career and set the, the Celtics up to get all these young players we're right. talking about? Remember that trade for Paul, yeah. old Paul Pierce yeah, and Kevin course. Garnett and all that? So if yeah. I'm the Nets and I'm dealing with the Celtics, I'm going to send you Kevin Durant and maybe give you a title? Oh, I better get back the moon, the stars, Ooh. the earth, okay. everything. But that... All right, so it and that's oh named Jason Tatum. So so don't even okay, call bro. me unless you're ready to talk about they Tatum and, and obviously probably taking back Ben Simmons. And the Nets did counter and it wasn't Jason Tatum. Again, this is the theme of this whole them. show has been fan fiction. The theme of this whole show has been the, the, the sports world through the eyes of Broussard rather than through the reality. The <laughs> Nets the, the Nets called Boston. And or Boston called somebody called somebody. Oh, the Nets They're called, like, hey, Jalen. I think Boston probably somebody called Somebody called Nets. somebody. That's fine. And you know what the Nets said? We want, in addition to Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, another player in picks. That another player was not Jason Tatum. They're it, saying the, what the they Nets, get? Under, while you, 
Yeah, see, right. Well, they, but they're, you know what? They're not even seeing if Jason Tatum's one of those guys. This, by the way, Jenna, is one of the first smart things the Nets have done in years. They have added, they have skewed the leverage to their side a bit because now Things Boston are changing, might have Nick. to deal with an unhappy Jalen Brown. A Jaylen culture Brown, change. Jenna. Oh. A fan culture fiction. change in Brooklyn. Fan fiction. Undisputed starts right now.